Contraston Club, yeah, you know that's us. Where we only speak the real and the real rock with us. Where we motivate the people in the politics. What's happening? It's Contrast Uncut. It's season four, episode nine. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. It's your host, Zylo, aka DJ Juan Dollars, like I won some money. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we got a really incredible special guest. He's from the Bronx, you know, South Bronx, New York, to be exact. He's a well-known by many in this industry as the guy who makes it happen. He's a music industry exec, marketing and promotions guru, an entrepreneur at heart, and CEO and founder of Power Moves Incorporated, Global Spins Awards on Revolt TV, and New York DJ Con. He's also the host of his own series that I'm a fan of, Power Move Makers. This brother be really putting on so much energy and effort into your choice, your moves, because he believes in everyone that could be successful. And this brother has an amazing story on his own. He moved up his own way at Bad Boy Entertainment as an intern, all the way up to vice president of marketing and promotions, as well as, you know, he became Pete Diddy's road manager. This brother really utilized his opportunity. He didn't just take a door open. He figured out a way to open all the doors. And he said, you know what, this key works here. Let me take this key on my own and become my own boss. And, you know, when he did that, he was blessed. Sean Combs, you know, he looked out. And, and they work together now with his company, Power Moves Incorporated. It's a huge conglomerate when it comes to marketing and promotions. And some of his clients is Sean Combs Enterprises, Viacom, HBO, Estee Lauder, just to name a few. And, you know, he's the brilliant mind behind the voting campaign, Vote or Die. This brother has so much bottled up energy that he puts out into this world. We all just got to gravitate and accept it and love it. And we get all episode to chop it up with this brother. And if you don't know who he is, it's all good. We got all episode to chop it up with Sean Prez. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. You making me sound larger than life. I'm sitting here like, yo, who he talking about? <laughs> come on, come on. I'm, I'm good. Great back. introduction. Thank you, brother. I got to let you know, time's the most finite thing we have on this earth. So I got to make sure I tell you from the jump, I appreciate your time coming to fuck with me, coming to fuck with the viewers and the listeners. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate your time. Nah, thank you. I'm honored to be here. You know, off camera, I'm going to just keep it 100. Like, you know, Zylo, no, I just had the worst nosebleed. So if you're watching this and my nose is super red, looking like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it took us about 15 minutes to get this interview started because I couldn't get my nose to stop bleeding. So just bear with me, y'all. But I'm here. It's all love. I'm just happy to be on the platform. Man, now you a real one. Most people would be like, you know, uh, I was late in traffic or something. They ain't going to say the truth. <laughs> and you put the real out there and you made a clever joke. So it just smooths right past everyone's mind. Nah, I, I just want people to know, like for, for me, and this is for anybody who's listening, number one, my word means everything to me. So I think when you give somebody your word, you gotta do, like you gotta go through hella high water before you break that word. Like, you know, me and you, we were sitting offline and I'm, I'm here with the, with, the, with the cotton balls and everything else trying to get my nose to stop bleeding. Like, yo, please bear with me. But I really wanted to take advantage of the platform. I gave you my word that I would be here. And I just thought it was important that if, if there was a way to stop this nosebleed, I, I wanted to do it because I felt like I owed it to you. And 
I really want to give back to your audience. Thank you, brother. No, I appreciate it. One hundred percent. Speaking of time, what's the normal twenty-four hours for you, Shy? Right now, so it's, you know, it's crazy because we're still working from home. I'm here in New York City, so we're still working from home. We haven't yet made it back to the offices, and I would have thought because we're working from home, it would be easier. I'd be sitting with my feet up, and it's just the opposite. Now it feels like I'm more busier than ever because you really, it's no turnoff. Like if you, while you're working from home, you know, you're getting calls all day, you're getting calls all night. And it just feels like it never ends. So I'm up and I treat every day like a, like a true work day, like as if I would be out and going to the office. So I'm up early, I get busy and get started with my day the same time I would normally get started in the office, in my home office at nine o'clock. And I'm usually not clocking out to about, like literally out of the home office till about nine o'clock. And then I just take it from there. You know, my biggest struggle with having to work from home is that one, the kids bust in when I'm doing interviews. And the second part is that my bed's so close and it's comfortable. It's such a challenge to get out that thing. You buy all these accessories so you can be on your laptop in your bed. You got the chargers, everything, so you're comfortable. But that's been my biggest challenge of like making a separation between being comfortable and being active. You know, I, I don't have that. I don't have that problem. Like, you know, it's so it's so crazy because my office is in a separate side of the crib. And when I go, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real office. So when, when I'm over on this side of the crib, the bed ain't nowhere near me, ain't nothing comfortable. Well, my, my chair right here, this is comfortable. But other than that, I'm locked and loaded all day long on phone calls, doing conference calls, Zoom calls like this. So it's, it's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. No, I'm soaking. I'm learning from you. That's a power move from the jump. He said, you got to move that office away from your room because, you know, we build our home to be like our, our, our you know, the, the temple. We come home, we relax. That's the crib. And, you yep. know, that perception is, is not the easiest when you got to put the work zone into it. And then now nah, you, you leveled it just right. You said, nope, I'm going to move this to the West Wing. On the East Wing is my comfort zone. The West Wing is where I get down and work. Yeah, like when I'm over here, it's a mental thing. I'm I'm all work, all work. By the time I leave here and I go back, you know, to 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 the other side of the crib, then I'm you know I'm I'm kind of winding down. But like I said, the phone it's it's not like the phone stops. It's not like the emails stop because everybody we're all in the same situation right now. So you know the lines are blurred between being at work and being at home because you're kind of doing both in the same place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I, I appreciate you letting everybody know what your 24 hours look like. It's crazy for you. You work 12 hours and, and then another 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I got a quote, Sean. Let me know how this quote relates to you or if it doesn't, the idea is I want you to talk about it. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you are working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Steve Jobs. I love that quote, number one. Number two is very, very true. I, I, I think, you know, it's crazy because I got no sleep last night. And I was, I was in my brain thinking about the difference between passion and purpose. And I just was up all night struggling, like, because everybody always talks about, you know, find your passion, find your passion live your purpose. 
but they're very two different things. They're not the same. And when you, you know, let's just say passion, for instance, right? Some people have a passion for cooking. They can go in that kitchen and they can kill it. Right. Cooking food and, and seeing smiles on people's face, it makes them feel good. They, they just like that they put their heart and their soul and watching people eat their food. But purpose will have you up on a Saturday morning going to a homeless shelter, donating your time and cooking for people you never ever met just because you know they didn't get a bite to eat the night before. And for you, it's one thing, yes, I love to cook, but my purpose is bigger than just cooking. It's to feed people and to see people eat who not necessarily just want a good meal, but they just need a meal. So it's very different. So going back to that quote, when you are living your purpose, it pulls you. I was up all night. And truth be told, I probably got maybe an hour or two worth of sleep. But I'm back at it because I just love what I do. The mission that I'm on is so much greater than just getting a check. I love to empower our people. I love to educate and inspire our people. Letting them know that Sean Prez, I'm just a kid from the South Bronx. I'm not overly athletic. I'm not, I was never the smartest kid in the class. There is nothing about me that is overtly special. But somehow, some way, I made it out. And I was able to change my life through hard work and through early finding my purpose. So now my purpose is to give back and it's really to inspire people out there. So it, yes, it, it pulls you. You don't feel like you're working. But if, if you're living in your purpose, that purpose will pull you to it day in and day out. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you and see a lot of people don't understand what you just said. And that is a gift of yours is that you have the ability to keep your brain running and you don't have other things overpowered to turn it off because that brain's high function level is saying that, you know what, these frequencies, we got to get results. And the way how, you know, the blessings of, of people is that we put all that energy and then the next day we do something to progress. And then the following next day, progress, progress. And it's not so much that it's, it's talent that will get you there, but it's the hard work and dedication that will keep you there and keep it making a separation between you and the next. Yeah, I mean, you really think about it. I worked at Bad Boy Records and I worked alongside some of the greatest artists ever to touch a microphone, ever to go in a studio. But just going to your point, talent will eventually get you a hit record. You know, you could be talented and go in the studio enough and you're gonna get a hit record. But that hard work, that dedication, that is the difference between being a one hit wonder and being Jay-Z. Being a one hit wonder and being Drake. Being a one hit wonder and being Mary J. Blige. And I can go on the list. People who consistently go in that studio and they work hard and they are, even after they're successful, even after the world knows their name, even after they have so many zeros in their bank account, 
they're still driven to be the best at their craft that they could possibly be. And they're just driven by something more that most people, everybody say they want it. Everybody say they want it. Everybody say, I want to be the best. But can you do what Tom Brady is doing right now after six rings? Go and, and put your body on the line to get beat up, hit by 300-pound men in a quest to get a seventh ring when the whole world already look at you like you the GOAT? That's when you're driven. That's when you have that work ethic and that, 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 that thing that, that, that will make you bigger than just this person who, who, who they hit it out the park one time. Impress me and do it again. Yes, yes. Now that segue is what I'm about to ask you. I ask every guest this question, so don't feel no type of way. What? Do you feel like the game chose you or did you choose the game? And I'm referring to the entertainment world. It's an excellent question. And it was a little bit of both for me. I came up in the South Bronx in the 80s. South Bronx in the 80s, hip hop was in its infancy. Before the world really knew what hip hop was, before it became this mainstream juggernaut, it was little kids like me running around with headphones and sneaking to the jams in the park and falling in love with the DJs of that time, like the, the Grandmaster Flashes of the world, the Cool Hurt, all of these, these different people who were just from the Bronx. I didn't know at that time that hip hop and music would play such an integral part in my life. Had no idea. I just loved this culture. I loved graffiti. I loved the break dancing. I loved the jams in the park. I loved DJing, the, 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 the rhymes, all of that I loved. But as I became an adult, I was looking for a very, very traditional career because I didn't look at music. Music is, is, is extremely non-traditional. It's very much more accepted today in 2020 than it was when I got in the game in the 90s. Yeah. Like, like now, you know, everybody looks at music as an acceptable career. Back in those days, it wasn't looked at that, that way. And especially for a person like me, I never wrote a rhyme never produced a beat, never did anything that was creative, so to say. So I was always behind the scenes. So if you ask me, did it choose me? I, you know, maybe it did because I grew up around it. But I chose it because I spent so many years trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And when I finally just submitted and when I finally just got quiet and finally just let God speak to me, he showed me that what I was looking for was there all along. And it was my love for music. And that's when I pursued it with a vigor like I never did anything else. Now you're giving me goosebumps, bruh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, when would you consider, you know, your first confirmation that music is what you're supposed to do? Because, you know, here you got this one end where you could feel it. Everything's receiving you. You're receiving it. But what was the moment where the confirmation, your first confirmation that took you where there's nothing else that's going to separate me from what I do? It's an excellent question. I, I, I went to college and in my first semester junior year, I dropped out. And I dropped out because whatever it is that I 
that I was looking for. You know, when, when you come into your junior year, now you got to pick a major. Now, you know, you got two more years to really lock in on them books and start taking classes towards your major. And at the time, I always knew I wanted to be successful. But there was this realization that my success was not going to come the traditional route. It wasn't gonna come, like whatever major was on the campus at that time, it didn't speak to me. And I left school, not because I was a dummy, not because I couldn't handle the work. I left school because I knew it had to be something more on this earth. And I just left school and just searched for it. Like, like I was very intentional about, I'm not leaving school to come home, put my feet up, smoke weed and play PlayStation all day. I am intentionally searching for my purpose in this life. And somewhere along the line, at the time I had, you know, regular jobs and I was just doing whatever I can do to make a buck. And my friend, he was like, yo, Sean, you're popular. Everybody know you. And he was a DJ. And he was like, yo, let's just do parties. You know, we, we you know, let's just, what do we have to lose? And when I did my first party, <laughs> I lost all my money, number one. Party was whack, nobody showed up, but that's besides the point. Doing that party, getting out there, promoting, creating our flyers, going out, talking with shady club owners, renting a venue, all of that kind of stuff. Even though the party itself turned out to be a complete failure, I found my calling. That was the moment that I knew damn, what I have been looking for, this is it, because I felt complete. I felt like even though I lost my money, I put all of this time and effort into it and didn't work out, I was ready to do it again and again and again. And at that time, I just thought I wanted to be a party promoter. I, I wasn't necessarily locked into the music industry, but the fact that this party brought something out in me and spoke to my spirit the way that it did. That was the first time I knew this is it. It brought out tools. It brought out tools you didn't even know was attached to your body. There you go. And them there tools, it's amazing that the failure created a lesson learned, but you didn't get hung up on the failure. You got hung up on, look at all these tools on my belt I didn't know I had. I could bring, I could do this again. And I saw what areas that I messed up on. Them shady club owners getting me for extra money to have this place, this venue. All right, I'm not going to do that again. And, you know, you continue to grow and learn. That's a blessing. Oh, that's an amazing story. There's so many people yep. that, that don't understand that that right there is business. Like, when you throw a party, that's all business. That's marketing. That's promotions. That's sales. And if you learn how to do that, like, it's the same thing. If you could do that, you can apply that to politics. You can do that and apply that to, to anything else you want. And you understood that from the jump. That's a blessing. Wow. It really is a blessing. It really is a blessing. And, and I was blessed because so many people right now, if you ask them, if you go up to them on the street and you put a gun to their head and you say, tell me what it is that you are passionate about. Tell me what it is that you would do for free. They can't answer that question. What is it that you want to do career wise for the rest of your life? They cannot answer that question. And 
for me, even in my, like, like that was a huge failure. I was embarrassed. You know, the few people who did come want their money back, all of that stuff. But in that, that moment, I found my calling. I found that I was built to be an entrepreneur. I found that I loved the music industry. I loved the idea of creating my own check. So many good things came out of what some people were perceived as a complete disaster, a complete failure. So I would tell anybody, if you can't say with a surety that I am either doing something that I love to do or I know exactly what it is that is my life's purpose and I'm about to get busy doing it, then you are selling yourself as a human being. You're selling yourself short. I don't care if you got to walk this earth and, and, and just look at every occupation from driving a cab to working for the subway system or the railroad system. You got to look and say, is this something that I can see myself doing? Is this something that brings out that thing in me that I would say I do this for free just because I love it so much? Because once you find that thing, it ain't even work no more. It, it really ain't. It, it, it's, I'm doing something I love to do all day, every day. And that's something that I wish all of your listeners, all of your viewers, one day have the, the, the it's, 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 it's a blessing. It really is. One day just have the blessing to be able to say, I am living in my purpose. And this ain't about money. It ain't about fame. It ain't about celebrity. It is just something that aligns with my soul and my spirit. And I'm truly living in my, my purpose and all, all the money and the accolades that come. That's just, that's, that's, that's the cherry on top. That's just extra. That's just the extra benefit that comes with me doing something I just enjoy doing. Mm. No, I personally, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I personally, I quit my job working seven years managing a restaurant and like it was all this turmoil. God will make you so uncomfortable that you, that he'll remove you where you feel like, you know what, I got to remove myself too. And that's what he did to me. I dropped out of college and searched the dream of trying to do music. And then I found a job working at a restaurant and I did it for seven years. I worked my way up. And when the owner of the restaurant, he owned seven of them said, I'm going to give you a restaurant, but you're going to be like one of my sons. I felt deep down in my soul that number one, that's not me. I'm a different name, different everything. And what I bring to the table is not the same thing as your children do. And that moment, it started a fire underneath me. And then, like I said, God made me uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. I had kicked out some people because they were drunk and threatening kids and you're an adult gang member and I kicked them out. I ain't going to be no punk. And then they threatened me. And then they used to come back threatening me some more. So I used to come to work with a gun and, you know, I'm ready for everything. And that whole mentality, I didn't think nothing was wrong. Until I get into an argument with the owner, I quit. <laughs> that That's is what made me uncomfortable. And then I get home. I don't have a job. I got a wife, two children. My mother and father-in-law are outside and I'll never forget it. They said today was the best day that ever happened to you. And bro, I'm about to cry because I practically don't know what's going on in my life. Like, I just know I quit. This is my only source of income. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And so I tried to do other things and try to run away from music because at that point, music didn't make me any money. It, it taught me so much relationships, all these different things that I can use as tools. 
And that moment, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to do real estate. Everyone's saying I should do real estate. I got the mouthpiece, do real estate. I go meet a guy that's for the radio station, but he's plugged with all the real estate people. He's going to say, you have to leave music alone. We're in a conservative town. You can't do music in real estate. They won't buy properties from you or allow you to list. I'm like, okay, God kicked in. I get an email saying I'm invited to the BET Awards as a seat filler. And never been to an award show like that. I go to the thing. I see one of my best friends from college. Now I'm going to the after party. I went from a seat filler to sitting next to him seven rows back to, to the VIP uh -huh. after party. And then it continues. I go to the Trumpet Awards. Same thing. I go to the NAACP Awards. Same thing. And it's just like, okay, what am I, what, what is the whole point and gesture of everything? And you start to sit back and outlook and remove yourself from your own life and seeing what the life is doing, you get to understand the whole purpose. And I jumped in and been through hurdles and I was received. I worked so hard to push something else that wasn't received. And then I do it for myself and then it's received. And normally I don't divulge all into all this, but some of the power of words that you are telling from your own story is just, I felt like I needed to insert some of my own history into who we have today. No, I love it. I love that you shared it because people need to know here you are like, let, let's just pull apart what you just said. Just a fraction, a, a, a segment of what you just said. You were about to get your own restaurant to run it. Most people would have jumped at that opportunity. Most people would have said, even if they hated what they were doing, that's a step up. I've been working seven years. I've been waiting on this. But the fact that you were able to be so aligned with your spirit and so aligned with your inner voice that you understood that, yes, I've been here for seven years, sacrificed these seven years. I got a wife, two babies at home, but this ain't the right move. Something does not feel right. And the difference between you and the fact that you have found your way to doing something that you love to do and 99% of people in this world is people would have just saw the opportunity and they would have just saw the paycheck and they would have kept going with something that in deep in their spirit, they know damn well, this doesn't align with me. I hate what I'm doing. I'm not supposed to be here. So I applaud you. I truly do. I applaud you because some people would have looked at what you did as a step back. But for anybody listening, for anybody watching, sometime in order for you to take that giant leap forward, you have to be willing to take a step back. And I don't care what other people, like in your case, you had your wife and your mother-in-law telling you this is the best thing that happened to you. But many people would not have that type of support system. So I'm happy you did. But for anybody who's watching and listening, you know what's right. You know when your spirit is just at peace. And if you have to take that step back in order for you to find that peace, I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what the perception out there is. I don't care if people look at you like you're losers. Take the step back. Because when you are able to take that giant step forward, those same people who didn't believe in you are going to be the ones that are calling you, are going to be the one talking about, oh, that's my girl. Oh, that's my man. And, and, you know, that really will show you 
who is with you on this road to success? Yes, yes, yes. See, while I'm doing all of that, I picked up a side job because, you know, you get good customers. And one of them was a person that owns a limo company. I started driving for the limo company. My dad had a cab company, he raced cars, so I know it's in me. And long story short, I ended up working that limo job and becoming a, a chauffeur for a really wealthy family. And I tell the lady like, hey, I quit my job and I'm trying to work for her family's co uh, contractor company and they build everything. And I'm like, man, I could do it. They're multi-billionaires, they can hire me. She did not want to hire me. She wanted me to stay as a driver. And then I told her my idea a few months later about wanting to do a podcast and do shows. And she was like, it's COVID. You're going to get me sick. If you do that job, I'm going to fire you. And the most amazing thing is I told her, yeah, I'm not going to do it anymore. I kept doing it. A newspaper article came out about me last week. And her and her husband stopped me when I was driving them. Like, you know, I get there to their mansion and go to the garage, pull their car out. Hey, I saw you in the newspaper. You're a celebrity now. No, I'm just your driver. And <laughs> of that moment of her recognizing and her husband recognizing what I do. And they try to push me down like it's not worthy because they come from that old air and they got old money. It's just, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. This actually felt really good. that I got to have this moment where I sacrificed because it's the only income I have. You know, you're right. I do this passion. I do all this stuff. And I've been blessed to have Snoop and Bobby D get behind my show from passion. They didn't charge me to put their brand on it. And at the same time, I'm not, I'm not making anything. But it's creating opportunities so that when I do get an opportunity from this, it's, it's all there. I know I have all the tools. There you go. There you go. And, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a saying that's in the Bible. It, 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 I, I believe that it's Habakkuk 2 and 2. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that it is. You know, it says, it says a man's gift will make room for him. And... Truth of the matter is, listen to, listen to what you're saying. Your gift is making room for you. You, 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 you got Bobby D, you got Snoop Dogg. Like th these are people who are co-signing you. And they didn't have to, but because you decided to go in the direction of your gift, it's making room for you. So I'll tell anybody out there who's listening, whatever your gift is, I don't care if you can't see how you gonna make money. You can't see how you are going to get your gift out there. You can't see even the first few steps to take. Move forward in the direction of your gift and it will make room for you. Absolutely, no, you, shit, I'm trying to control myself. I ain't, you know, we from the streets, bro. Only time tears come out is when someone dies that's close to you that you can't replace. So I'm trying to keep this energy in zone. Back to the script. I feel it's always somebody that's invest an idea, put someone in a position to reach their dreams. Who do we owe to thank you for investing into your dreams? You know, I can go back to my dad. I remember, you know, I had such a hard time getting into the music industry. I took five internships before I got a job. And somewhere in the middle of that, I started my own record label. And I remember my dad at that time, he gave me a loan of something like $1,300. So, I, you know, I, 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 I got to acknowledge him. Um, but on a, on a truly professional level, you know, Sean Diddy Combs, I mean, he, he really took me under his wing. And 
there's a lot of people who worked at Bad Boy over the years, but it's a few of us who made it into the inner circle and who Puff saw something in and said, this person is special. This person, I under, I know that they understand business and they are willing to work to be successful. And when he sees somebody with that same drive that he has, he wants you close to him. And he really invested in my career and I can't thank him enough for it. I can imagine you must have had three, four batteries for your cell phone back in the day. Cause I've, I've seen some of the stuff that Diddy done made people go through and it makes you think outside the box, outside that box. Yeah, that was back when you can remove the batteries from your cell phone. And yes, I definitely always carry three, four batteries. Come on, come on. You like the cameraman today. Cause these cameramen <laughs> don't only be having one, two batteries. You understand you gotta have three, four if you really gonna be with it. That's real talk relationships it's another big thing because if you have someone that invests into you you also understand the importance of relationships the relation between you and you know what you're trying to do and relationships will get you places money cannot what can you tell everyone that you know relationships have been a part of your life and throughout your career to how you got to today relate you know this is an interesting one because I recently interviewed Damon Dash on my podcast. And for anybody listening to this, please go check out my podcast. It's called Power Move Makers. Power Move Makers, it's on YouTube. It's also on Apple Music, uh, Spotify, all of those things, right? And I asked him a similar question about relationships because I believe so strongly in relationships. Relationships will get you somebody on the other end of that phone to pick up. Relationships will get somebody on the other end of that DM to hit you back. Relationships will get somebody on the other end of that email to reply. And I, I told, I asked Dame, like, you know, because for me, you look at Dame, he's so outspoken, he's so great, he's brilliant. But he's burnt, you know, it's no secret, he's burnt a lot of bridges over the years. So I'm like, yo, Dane, you know, what about relationships? And his thing was like, yo, Sean, that's where they got you fooled. That's that slave mentality. Because it really comes down to the work. And he gave an example like, yo, if you got the best drugs on the block, nobody don't care if they know you, don't know you. If you got the best work out there, people got to come see you. And in some ways, I agree with him. But in other ways, you might not have the best work. You might not have the best product. You might be, let's look at yourself right now. You're trying to get your podcast off the ground. You're trying to get your audience up. You're trying to get people to tune in week over week. Right now, the relationships mean everything. That's what's going to get your guests to be like, yo, you know what, Zylo call, I'm going on. So you build yourself up to having that best product but I would tell anybody who's listening, relationships are, I'm not gonna say they're the key to success, but if you are making a pot of gumbo and, and you putting those ingredients in, this is one of the key ingredients. This, this, this is the potatoes. This is something like, like you, got, you gotta have strong relationships. So I would tell anybody who's out there listening to, 
build relationships, don't burn bridges because you don't never know when you're going to have to cross back over. And those relationships, and here's the key about relationships, right? And this is another gem I think your audience needs to understand. Don't worry about meeting and forming relationships on press. Don't worry about me. Form strong relationships with the people who are to the right of you and who are to the left of you. Because those are going to be the future leaders. Those are going to be the future people who are the, the, the upper echelons of companies. They're going to be the ones out there who are making the moves. And there's no better relationships than to, to be able to say, I, you know, I've been knowing such and such back when they was driving a, 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 a Honda Accord. or Like that is what relationships are. So, don't overlook the people to the to, to the right and to the left of you because I'm my strongest relationships are the people I came up with in the game. Because you know the best reward, and I've read this about you, is your biggest reward is seeing the influence of what you've been able to do and help and inspire and seeing the result of people reaching their dreams and reaching their accolades. And I agree with you. There's a lot aligned between you and I, and we've never met. I'm a big fan of power move. You gotta make power moves. You're gonna make a move, put some power behind it. And I've been nicknamed since I was a little kid. I make things happen. I'm Mr. Make It Happen. And when I read all these different, you know, different titles about you, I was like, wow, I can't wait. That's why, bro, if you would have told me to wait three hours, I'd have sat on here for three hours and waited. Because, you know, that's the importance of not only what you have done, but also my way of gratitude of, you know, the things that you have done and the influence you are inspiring people to continue to pursue. Now, you know, I'll tell you something, you know, I'm very humble. Um, I never take myself too serious. I, I, you know, I look back over my career and I, and I meet people and people like yourself, they tell me all of these great things I did. And what matters most to me and why I'm doing what I'm doing right now, and I can't emphasize this enough, is because I am just a kid from the South Bronx. And there are South Bronxes all over the world. They are impoverished neighborhoods all over the world. All of us have come up in these neighborhoods that we weren't given anything, but there still was a lot of love there. And for the people like myself who's figured out a way to make it out, it is imperative. It is our duty. It is necessary for us Money, we make the money. You know, I've done a few things, built businesses in my career, but building future leaders, empowering people with knowledge and inspiration and motivation and education so that one day somebody who I have never met can say, I read about you. I listened to a podcast you were on. I, you know, heard your name and I just had to go and, and do some research And your words inspired me to get out of the circumstances I was in and believe in myself, believe in myself, because if I can do it with no special skills, anybody on planet earth can do it. So I, I just think it's important. I think 
it, it doesn't matter how many zeros I got in my bank account. It don't matter how big the house is. It don't matter how many cars I drive. What matters to me most of all is somebody one day who I probably will never meet saying it was Sean Prez that gave me the inspiration to do what I'm doing. Yes, yes. And you know what? I feel like it's important that we, we let the listeners know some of the highs and lows that you face because, you know, in order for you to get to this journey, you know, you have to speak about the journey. And, you know, I only want a few highs, a few lows, or a couple highs and lows, whatever you feel comfortable displaying. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll never stop if I go with the highs. Uh, I don't think, you know, I, I, I'll, go, I'll go the opposite way, the lows, right? I spoke earlier about knowing that I wanted to be in the music industry so get a job to save my life. It literally took me close to seven years, five internships, denial after denial after denial, working for free for a year at this company. I just worked for free. I paid my way to get down here. I paid for my own lunch. Can I get a job? No. Go and, you know, I worked at companies like Arista Records, um, Clive Davis um, record label, Atlantic Records. Um, where else did I work? I worked at so many different record labels trying to get in and just put my time out there. And trust me when I tell you, my spirit was crushed because I would see people who wasn't putting in half the work I was putting in, who wasn't showing half the dedication that I was showing. And they would do an internship for three months and get offered a job. I did five. I started my own independent record label. I managed countless groups and I couldn't get nothing to, to I just couldn't get nothing to work. And finally, it was, and this is, this is God, right? God has a way of testing you. How bad do you want it? Like, how bad do you want it? And in my case, it did not come easy. It's this young hotshot kid named Sean Diddy. At that time, he was showing Puffy Combs. He's starting his record label. And God knows I didn't want to do an internship there because I was just wore out. Like, I didn't even believe no more. And when I went down there, I, I knew it instantly. Whatever I was searching for, after all of those lows, after all of those failures, after all of the time I put in, this was going to be the place. After one day of working there, I knew this was going to be the place that I was going to make my name. This was going to be the place that changes my life. And it did. But it came after years of failures. It came after years of letdowns, setbacks, came after years of denials. So I can go on and on. You know, I can, I can speak about when I started my marketing promotion company, my biggest client, you know, the, 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 the client that allowed me to hire my staff, the client that allowed me to go out and get my office. Six months after I set out on my own, I lost that client. Lost it. What am I going to do now? Do I close down shop? People are working for me now. People, people depend on me to feed their families. 
What am I going to do? I can talk about setbacks in terms of creating the Global Spin Awards. You know, this is the Grammys for the DJs. Yes. I'm trying to create something that has never been done before. And it was a complete disaster for the first three years. Complete disaster. Because we just didn't have the funding. We didn't have the experience. We didn't have the support of the DJs who we were doing it for. But the fact that we never gave up, the fact that we stayed in there, the fact that as many times as I got beat up, punched in my face, embarrassed, I came back for more. And that's why all of these different things that I have done have eventually found success. Because I never, because number one, I work with things that I'm truly passionate about and truly feel I'm, I'm, I'm in my purpose. And I just never give up. That is the difference between the people who you look at and they are successful and they are being admired by millions. It's no difference between you and them, except one thing. They didn't give up and you did. Oh yeah, no, nah, Nip said that in the perfect 10 on DJ Mustard's project. You know, he said, that's the one thing that I never did is I never gave up. That's the one quality that I just would not do. And you know, it also goes into you walk by faith and not by sight. That vision you have, it may not be the same area that you see on the ground. And, and you said it, you said you're at Bad Boy after going through all these different labels, what you saw didn't match the, the vision, the deja vu. That floor didn't match those shoes. And when you had that moment that first day and those shoes matched those, the floor matched the shoes, you're walking around, man, this feels a little bit like this, this, this vision I have that I see for myself. And no, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get there, but I think this is the actual step I needed to get. And then you go ahead and take a leap of faith again and again. And it's just so amazing that you're okay with not only failing, but it's not, not the actual definition of failing. It's the actual growth of everything, everything you've done, you've grown into. Yes, I know I'm supposed to be there. I just don't know how the hell I'm gonna get there. Whether it's this place, this place, that place, I'm gonna go to each one. I'm gonna check the boxes there. And you know what? If they don't give me nothing back, it's all good. I'm just gonna keep on trying to figure it out. And that right there is the whole thing of, you know, the, I don't wanna say the American dream or the pursuit of happiness, because yes, they're two different things, but they both evolve around purpose and what you're going to do for it, and how are you going to obtain it. And you took that, and, and Brad, you are, I wish that, you know, there was a bigger platform so that when you speak about these things, that millions and millions of people will learn it like schoolwork, because this is the stuff that separates you from failure and success from a school level. I went from straight A's to straight F's to wanting to be the most hardest kid in school because, you know, your friends that you grew up with don't like being around smart kids. And it's like, bro, I just, you know, we just got into it with some gangsters the other day and I, none of this smart stuff was a problem. But as you grow, your peers influence you. And that's something that I've had to face. I went from straight A's to straight F's and kicked out to back to straight A's and figuring it out. And, you know, all through that, you have to remember that, you know, if I didn't have those street moments, I wouldn't be able to sit here and be so seasoned when I speak to so many people. And you have to just say, thank you, God, for this process. Thank you, God, for allowing me to go through this journey, fall on my face, and thank you for not breaking my nose. Now, you know, I, I want to touch you on something because we're using the word failure, and I think failure is part of the process. Like, understand something. 
you're not going to set out on this road to success and not take an L. You're taking an L. It, it comes with the territory. But I don't look at failure, you know, and because there's no other word. I mean, the word is failure. But I don't look at it in the definition sense of the word because a failure is only a failure if you give up. If you get back on the horse, it's a learning lesson. It's a teachable moment. It's something that you tried and now you know the wrong way to do it so you won't do it that way again. So embrace the failures. Embrace when things don't go right because they will save you time in the future because now it equals experience. Plain and simple. Yes, yes. And experience will be, it'll take you places that, that you know, your age will not make sense on why you're there. And that is a big blessing of experience. You'll be like, man, how come this 19-year-old CEO of this company, well, you don't realize what this kid had to go through before he got there and he's qualified. And you got to remove the, the question of age and apply experience. I got to ask right. you a question, Sean. What are your three favorite moments so far that you've been able to just be in, in your career. And I'm saying moments as in, whether it was a studio session, it was an award ceremony, it was a, a doctrine being signed in a speech, like, you know, any of those moments, because I feel all these moments that we do have, they continue to, to play a, a confirmation mode into what we're doing. But certain moments stand out more than others that's like, you know what, I need to have someone that's off this, that's a little right off this, this road and they need to get back on it. This is, you know, a moment I went through that inspired me and opened my eyes. And these are, you know, that's, that's where I'm shooting for. Oh, great question. One of the first moments that just sticks out to me is what I already told you guys about. So I won't regurgitate it. It, it. You know, after taking five internships over seven years, I got my first job in the music industry. Came in at the lowest level possible but I was getting paid to do something that I fought so hard to get into. I, 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 I did everything I knew that was possible. And when I got that, you know, <laughs> at the time, I remember the president of the label, I went to him and I said, you know, I've been here at that time. I had been there for just under 12 months at Bad Boy. And I said, you know, I've been here for a year. Um, do you think I can get a job? And he was like, I was waiting for you to ask. And, and I just couldn't believe it. I, I, I worked so hard for that moment. So shout out to Jeff Burroughs, um, who was the president of Bad Boy Records at the time. So that's a moment. A second moment was our fourth annual Global Spin Awards. And like I said, the first three years of Global Spin Awards was a complete disaster. It, it, it was, the production level was terrible. We were just learning how to put on a live event. Uh, the turnout was terrible. But on the fourth year, it exploded. Everything came together. But the moment that stands out the most to me was walking the red carpet. And for anybody that, again, Global Spin Awards is the Grammys for the DJs. So it's red carpet. It's formal, black tie. Everybody comes suited and booted. It is paparazzi, the whole, like, like think of any other major award show. That's what Global Spin Awards is for the DJs. But it was such a moment 
walking the red carpet, taking pictures with my mentor, Sean Diddy Combs, me and him walking the carpet together because I had been to so many of his events as his employee, as his friend, as somebody who worked for him. And I watched him walk the red carpet. I watched, you know, all of these different people who were worthy to walk a red carpet do so. But now he was at my event, something that I built from scratch, something that was my brainchild. And we took the walk down the red carpet together and to have it come full circle from where me going to his events for so many years to now he's coming to mine and he's being treated like the superstar that he is. It just was a moment for me. And then more, most recently, you know, me being a public speaker, me creating an ecosystem that is dedicated to educating and inspiring and motivating people to get out there. And what I mean by that is power move, the power move makers um, platform that I'm creating. I've, I've, as much as I've done in my life, I've never been on social media ever. I never, ever, you know, I always felt comfortable being a guy who was behind the scenes. And I want to say early, what are we in? September now, maybe around July on YouTube, I got something like a thousand subscribers. I'm like close to 3000 people on Instagram. And to many of you listening, you probably got more followers than I do. But those little milestones for me, for one, I had to, to, to because when, when, when I was working to become the person who I am today, I set goal. And by the time I hit a goal, I had three, four more goals already in my head. So I never took time to celebrate. And this was one of the few times that I just took time to just celebrate the small successes, the small achievements, and say, look, I started with zero. Now I got a thousand people who are subscribed to my Power Move Makers channel on YouTube. I got people who are going week over week and listening to my um, podcast on, on Apple and, and, and Spotify. You know, my, my, my little IG handle, I broke a thousand, then two thousand, then three thousand. Those are moments for me. Might not be huge to somebody else, but for me, I've learned to celebrate the small successes and I urge you to do so too. I like to call that reflection because if you're moving so fast, because we are definitely, our brains run at a, at a high level, we continue to think, you know, more hits on the way, more goals to be accomplished the next step. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And something I have been able to do with this COVID is that I've been able to slow down and reflect more, reflect on what's being done that was right, reflect on what I could have done differently and, you know, continuously growing. And, you know, you have to really enjoy the small victories because those small victories will add up to a massive one as you continue to go along this course. And I want to take a pause on the entertainment because we can talk about entertainment for days, if not weeks. <laughs> I want to go into my awareness segment. And, you know, I have two segments and then uh, we'll wrap it up. And my first segment is my awareness segment. And, you know, this one's near and dear to my heart because I've been a youngster as well as you 
And, you know, there's things that we don't know what to do. My father died when I was four. So I didn't really have that father figure to put the perspective of what to do in the streets, especially when I'm about to bring up. I asked every guest when was the last time they were pulled over and what's some advice they can give in the situation to someone that's being pulled over and how to maneuver through the situation and, and get through the process. Because knowledge is power, but when you use that knowledge, it's a superpower. Again, excellent question. And, uh, you know, I didn't expect this question and I love that you asked it. But unfortunately, within our community, we're probably the only community where we have to have these types of discussions with our sons, you know, young black men. And even as adults, we have to be mindful that a simple traffic stop can be the difference between life and death. So I will tell anybody, if you are pulled over, leave your ego at the door. Leave your frustrations at the door. Just comply, keep your hands on them steering wheels, and just, they want your license and registration? Here you go. Is there anything else I can do for you? Because sometimes we get pulled over and we know it's for some BS. We know it's not right. I didn't even do nothing. You are profiling me. And we come into these situations pissed off because we already know what it is. But that energy is transferable because now we're pissed and we transfer that energy onto the person who pulled us over. And then it's about escalation. And before long, it could result in a, a, a not so favorable outcome. So I would just say, please take a deep breath understand that this is it, it, it's minuscule it's minuscule in the bigger part of your life not my life your life there is somebody out there who loves you and they would be heartbroken if anything happened to you they would be heartbroken if you had to spend a night in jail they would be heartbroken if your video is the next video that is plastered across CNN and the internet showing some cop overreacting and taking the law into their own hands and playing judge, jury, and executioner all in one. So please just take that deep breath and comply, give them what they need and keep it moving. It is just a few minutes out of your life, but it could be the difference, not just in your life, but all of the people's lives who love you. Yes, yes, no, thank you for that wisdom and that guidance. And you know what, I felt like, you know, all of us could be a kid in this moment and receiving that information because in order for you to really break your bad habits, you have to go back to being a kid to understand that those are the ways that, you know, we do things today. And you have to say, you know what, as I, I'm gonna tell myself, you know what, I have to accept this, I have to just breathe and I have to comply. And you gave great, great instructions. There's, there's, those are absolutely things you can do. And you know what? There, there is a whole bunch of prejudice. There is DWB, and that is a fact. And you know what? You have to just elevate and, and move on and take that power with you when you go ahead and leave that situation. You know, whether it's a ticket, a warning, whatever it is, so have you, you made it through, and, and you have to be proud of that. 
because it's it's a scary ass time right now we're living in. That's right. I got my next segment. It's called Impulse Q and A. I got impulse questions that I wrote down prior to the interview. I want your impulse answer. You don't like the question? It's all good. Say pass. And I got another one for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Question number one. If you were trapped in an elevator for a couple of hours, please don't go anywhere with an elevator because I don't want that on my heart. What album playing, or what album are you playing to get you through it? Oh, that's a great question. What album am I playing? If I'm listening to hip hop, it's probably going to be Snoop's first album. Um, for, for, for sure. It'll probably be Dre's Chronic um, or it'll probably be Biggie's Ready to Die, for sure. If I'm listening to R&B, what am I listening to? I, I couldn't even tell you, I, you know, because there's so many great R&B albums out there. Maybe I'm listening to something by Mary J. Blanche. Who knows? Mm, okay, okay. All of them will get you through it. And you know what? Them albums back in the day, they was three, four, five-minute songs. Now, the, everyone's radio format, two minutes, 20 seconds, That's two right. minutes, 18 seconds. And you know what? You only probably got to listen to one, maybe two albums. <laughs> you made it through your time. Wise man, wise man. Question number two. If you had to give up one food item that you love, which item are you giving up? One food item that I absolutely love. It would be pasta. It would be, it would, it would be pasta. That can go. I love it, but that can go. He said no more carbohydrates. That becomes sugar and fat. <laughs> Question number three. What is one thing you recommend everyone tries at least once? One thing that everybody tries at least once. It's a few things I could say. One is to travel. Leave your, leave your hometown, leave your backyard. This world is so big. It is so much to offer out here. I cannot tell you how seeing another part of the world will shape the way you think. It will show you that the world that you, okay, look at me, right? I told you a hundred times, I'm from the South Bronx. But it wasn't until I started to travel, both in country and out of country, that I understood how big this world was and how even if I worked my entire life and tried to, to achieve in terms of money, try to try, I, I can never accomplish it all. So it always gives you something to strive for. But if you are trapped in your own bubble and you never leave your hood, you never leave your block, you never leave your state, your, 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 your mind, it, it's small. It, 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 oh. it hasn't been fed. Feed your mind, and I would just say travel. Mm. No, you're absolutely right. You won't realize how gifted you are and you know all the things that you have until you go somewhere where you don't see it. That's right. Facts. Now, my brother, you have survived my awareness segment. You have survived my impulse Q&A. As a reward, let's promote. Let's have the viewers run it up. What are you excited for? Let them know. Let them know. Let's 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 get that on. I know Power Moves Makers is is my shit, and you know I love it. But let let the rest of the viewers know what they got to tune into. I mean, honestly, what I'm excited about is Power Move Maker. That that's what excites me, right? If we're talking career, right? 
I love to build businesses. I love to build brands. But what I love even more is giving back to our people. I love it. I love, I love providing a roadmap. I love giving people gems that they can take with them on their journey. And that is what the Power Move Maker series is all about. So please go to YouTube, go to iTunes. I mean, it's Apple Music, go to Spotify, go to all the streaming services, go to Instagram and follow me. Power Move Makers, it comes right up. And, you know, I interview some of the most affluent and successful business entrepreneurs or high-level executives that look like you, that talk like you, that come from the same neighborhoods as you. And they have figured a way to get out of their circumstances and become ultra-wealthy. And now they're sharing all of the different things that they wished it, that they had known along the way, I'm able to pull these things out of them. So please visit if you're a person who's an entrepreneur or if you're a person that just wants more in this life. Yes, yes, I'm definitely one of those people. And you know, I'm a, I'm a piggy off what you just said and pretty much, you know, the viewers knows, but I feel like it's important for you to know the whole purpose of my show, the common denominator is praising success stories, personal success stories, because there's so many people that are afraid of success. I've been a victim of it. There's five people uh, broken the group. You know what? You're, you're probably going to be the sixth one broke if you stay around. And, you know, you don't want to have that mentality, but you also want to have growth reflection. And, you know, you got to keep on moving forward. And so I'm like, well, how do I how do I take this idea that I get all these stories and then apply it? And I'm like, well, contrast on cut. I'm contrast because, you know, my skin color is white. I grew up in a black culture. And then, you know, I'm hella uncut. I'm unfiltered. And I applied all those. And it's like, okay, bam. The whole purpose of this is to help people maneuver. It's a blueprint. But not every blueprint will ever match another person. But certain things in your blueprint may fall upon another person. And they get to get over that speed bump or they get to jump over that pothole. And, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your knowledge, testifying. And, man, brother, you drop gems and you let the diamonds just shine before they touch the ground. And people yeah. think diamond in the rough is this brother right here. It's Contrast of Cut. It's season four, episode nine. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I wouldn't be able to do incredibly dope shit like interview Sean Prez and talk about his history and just growing with this brother, because if you could do anything in this world, I recommend you grow with Sean, because Sean has enough knowledge to, to push you in the direction that you want to be. Thank you. Now, I want to thank you for, you know, I want to just take this moment and, and let you know, I think what you're doing is so dope. I think what you're doing is so needed. And I, and I want to encourage you to keep going forward with it. I know right now it's not bringing in the income, I know right now you probably can't see just how large this platform is going to be, but trust me, what you're doing is dope and it is going to explode. So stick with it. And again, to reiterate my point, the difference between the one difference, the only difference, and I have been around some of the most successful people on planet earth, both white and black. Honestly, I'm not impressed by none of them because they're just human beings. The only thing that is different is they stuck with it and everybody else, when they did not see 
the light at the end of the tunnel, they gave up. They tapped out. They said no more. So keep it up. I'm a big fan of what you're doing, and God bless you. Thank you, brother. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, bro. If you need anything, just let me know. I got a ton of knowledge and I don't mind pouring it out into a cup for you to drink, brother. So just let me know. That's likewise. That, that, that's likewise. You see, when you hit me, it was easy. Like, like I don't, you know, I don't take myself too serious. If, 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 if I can help the next person, I'm always willing to do so. So, and that's the way we have to be. I don't care who's listening to this. You know, don't get high on your own supply. Don't take yourself too serious. You're just a man or and a woman. And it is your God-given duty to give back. So I don't care how successful you become. If somebody needs you, if it's within your bandwidth, if it's within your scope to do, do it. And you'd be so surprised, right? I get people hit me all the time talking about things I did 10, 15, 20 years ago. And you know what mostly it is? Is I just paid them attention. I acknowledged them. I, I had a conversation with them. It wasn't I gave them money, I gave them a job, I, I gave them opportunity. I treated them like a human being. And that's something that we can all do. That's something within all of our power. To stop, flash a smile, say hello, and don't think that you, you know, don't take yourself so seriously and think you are above people because you're not. You're not. You're just a human being just like them. Come on. We all eat, piss, sleep, and do everything else the same. And if you think you're so high mighty on a horse, go take yourself to the south and do it. <laughs> some. You gonna, that sweat going to get you and you're going to appreciate the hospitality everybody gives you when it doesn't make sense for you. And that moment is the whole thing that Sean is trying to get to you to understand that you're going to go through moments. You're going to go through things that make you uncomfortable. That doesn't make sense. But you know what? Just keep, just keep pursuing. Keep, keep going for something that you want to stand for. That's right. Man, brother. Uh, it is a wrap. I could probably talk to you for days on days, brother. I, I'm, wow. Wow. Nah, thanks for having me here. I, I, you know, just to keep it a hundred, like my phone is blowing up in the background. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it on vibrate, and I, it, it, trust me, it's going off. I can talk to you because this is this is where you know I'm living in my purpose, just having this conversation. But I know you busy, and I'm definitely, you know, like my phone is going crazy right oh, now. Yeah, no, I went past the uh, your publicist time by like thirty minutes, so I'm in. No worries, no worries. I'm here. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Sean. I'm gonna go ahead and let you get back to the busy life because I know you're busier than solar panels and you're also very needed like solar panels because you know you take a, a whole bunch of panels cost when it comes to life. So thank you, brother. And, and I hope to hear from you soon. Man, I know you guys can't smell this right now, and I ain't talking about none of that other stuff. I'm talking about some of that good stuff, that smell good stuff. I think it's breakfast. What time is it? It's breakfast time. Make sure you tune in to Contrast Uncut no matter what you're doing. Whether you're eating breakfast, you're smelling good food like I'm smelling, or if you're smelling other stuff, we're good to watch too. Make sure you tune in. Thank you.